in church land, we say a lot that you can't outgive God. Yeah. Maybe we need to have a battle, see who can outbold prayer the other one. That sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> Welcome to the Far More Podcast. Hey, Liz. Hey, Jason. All right, you were yawning earlier. Are you going to get through this one? By the power of the Holy Spirit inside right. of me, yes. That's we're going to get through this one. Um, so let can we just dive right in? Let's do it. I love to start the episodes with that sometimes because I like to see what your reaction is going to be. When I say just jump in and do it? No, when I say, can we just dive right in? I'm waiting for that day when you're like, no, no. No, let's talk about other things first. We we know I'm not the small talky kind. So I'm like, oh, we're going right into the thing. Yeah. Yes. Let's get to the the meat and potatoes of the episode. Mm -hmm. So in our last episode, we talked about Paul. Mm -hmm. And I just think maybe in keeping with ambassadors of the faith, let's talk about James. Mm, Okay. James being the brother of Jesus. Was he a half brother? But how about that standard anyways? (laughs) The brother of Jesus. Well, right. (laughs) I mean, well, but here's the thing. James, during Jesus' public ministry, he didn't believe. He was not a quote-unquote believer. It was not until after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection that James came to be a believer. So my first thought is, how can you walk alongside Jesus his whole life, see what he's doing, and not believe. Well, I think it's, and choose not to believe, right? Again, it's his brother. <laughs> yeah, so so James chose not to believe, as I'm sure he was paying attention to Jesus' ministry, you know, as his brother. Now, I'm an only child, so I can't relate to this, but I do see sibling dynamics in our kids. Oh, my gosh. Right? And I, they don't believe each other in anything either, so, <laughs> I mean, or, or choose not to, so. Well, he, yeah, but if you think about Jesus's public ministry, mm-hmm. he was performing miracles. <laughs> well, there was a lot of people that were claiming to do miracles too. Uh, not many people were claiming to be the Son of God. That's fair, right? But but I think the fact that James did become a follower of Jesus post resurrection, just like Paul, mm-hmm. is another fact point in history for me that the that Jesus actually did resurrect from the dead right that he did what he said he was going to do and that it actually happened correct so you go i don't believe you i don't believe you i don't believe you you died you showed back up and i spoke to you and talked to you okay i'm kind of in on that right kind of hard to disbelieve correct after that sort of transformational moment I, i think for me james is one of the big fact points in the bible that he did being his brother not following him during the ministry experiencing Jesus post-resurrection, then goes on to be a disciple, if you will, Yeah, is just another fact point that Jesus did raise from the dead. Well, what's, what's even crazy, well, it's not even crazier, but what's crazy to me is in the book of James, I believe it's like verse one, maybe <clears throat> verse two, but it's in the first chapter. James literally refers to himself as a slave. Now, this is in Mm. the version that I have. A slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, he's going from 
one extreme, just like Paul, he's going from one extreme to the other. And that again, it is, it's convicting, it's inspiring, but what I do love about the book of James, even though it is a wildly challenging book. It's one of my favorites. I know it is. It's it's that James gave us practical ways to live out our faith, which I think you, is that one of the reasons you love it so much? Well, yeah, because it, you are such a practical person? Well, it's an action-oriented book, right? Yeah. It's not just using words like believe it's hey believe and do this thing yeah and you're doing this thing because you believe and it's showing how they're connected one and he's you're talking about talking about being a a slave he's pragmatic in his in his language too like count it all joy Mm -hmm. when we face trials because we're going to but that's how we grow so he calls it out on the front end and just it doesn't pull any punches for me and that's you know, I like the directness of you it. You sure do. <laughs> there is no beating around the bush with you. It is, <laughs> this is how I feel. Take it or leave it. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go. It's, that's what James is doing. Is saying, I'm going to call it. I'm a slave. I'm surrendered to this thing. Pushed back for years. This is my brother. <laughs> but clearly is he's the real deal because I've experienced him after he rose from the dead. Yeah. Well, gosh, could you imagine being the brother? Uh, maybe it's actually in some ways it made being Jesus's brother easier. Him not believing. Because could you imagine if he had chosen to believe to be the brother of Jesus, knowing full well who he was as the coming Messiah, how how do you even measure it? Well, you well, can't. You can't. Number you, one. So you put him in either one of two camps. Either you're saying my brother is the son of God, <laughs> or yeah. you're saying my brother is crazy. Those which the which only, he did. Correct. Those were the only two yeah. conclusions you could come to. Yeah. And the Bible even says Jesus's brothers. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had mm-hmm. multiple brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, l- pretty much called him a lunatic. Well, thanks a lot, family. Thanks for the familial support. I think that James, you know, he came around, but he had to see, he had to see and witness the resurrection mm-hmm. in order to do that. Um, I think that's why I appreciate James so much. He had to see that. He had to be an eyewitness right. to it. It wasn't just hearing stories. It wasn't just... Blind, Blind faith. faith. It was, I had to see and experience something for me to be all in. Well, but what is great is that he talks about how genuine faith, you know, genuine faith results in a transformed life. Mm-hmm. Ergo, if you experience genuine faith and you have had a transformation, your actions will naturally follow. And I think that that's one of the one of the other things you appreciate, or is it a challenge for you, for you? I mean, it's definitely a challenge for me. I think the key point in your statement there was an actual transformation, mm-hmm. right? I, I, not a manufactured one, um, not an not an academic one, like a real transformation leads to actual change. 
one of his big calls to action is to live a consistent lifestyle, you know, and that's the one that discipline that I <laughs> rub up against mm. and bristle. You said, say more. Say more. did y'all hear him? He went, Hmm. Mm. Say, say that's more. That's usually a wife move. That's usually a wife play to go. Hmm. That was my inside voice. I didn't know that came out. No, it did. It came okay. out girl. I struggle. You said, say more. Okay. <laughs> I'll say more. I'll throw myself under the bus. I struggle with consistency and I, I have tried to get to the root. I, it's just part of my sin nature, I guess, is to give in to temptation, to give in to wanting something that I know I shouldn't have. I don't know, but I struggle with discipline I struggle with consistency. I can white knuckle it for only so long, but I mean, when I white knuckle it, when I'm really, when I really convince my mind, when I get my mind on board, it's still a white knuckling. But in my mind, I have convinced myself that I've, I'm transformed. Hmm. Does that make sense? Is what are the words I'm saying making sense? Yeah, but I, you know, go back to what we said the the other episode. White knuckling means you're holding on to something. You're still holding on. You haven't truly surrendered the thing. Yeah, right. But listen, you're, hear me. I'm hearing you. In my mind, I the this episode is taking a little bit of a turn, but that's okay. In my mind, I truly do believe that my transformation has happened. But then I get tripped up. So I think that's part of the challenge. Maybe it's not what what your mind believes doesn't matter. Won't you pressure test that? Right? That's the point of what James says in terms of trials. Your real faith doesn't come out. Your growth doesn't come out until you have trials and tests. Yeah. And so I think it's forget mentally where you think you are. Okay, pressure test that. Well, yeah, the pressure test shows and reveals that <laughs> that this girl you know, right. So let's, why don't we connect that even to the bold prayers. When you think you have a thing under control, maybe the prayer is, okay, Lord, test me in this thing. No. Why wouldn't you say, shh, he can hear you. Boldness over you, girl. He can hear you. Stop saying that. Yeah. But I think that's what it is. It's like, instead of saying, okay, I clearly got this. Lord, search me, test me. Do I? Do you want to know when he searches me and tests me the most? Come on. This season. Why is that? Because I hate, I love Christmas time. Do not get me wrong, y'all. <laughs> Do not hear me incorrectly. I mean, you use the word hate. You start out with the word hate. That was, that was a I strong, dirty word. I cannot stand colder weather and dreary weather. I get, you know, if seasonal affective disorder is real and it's not just some manufactured psychoanalysis diagnosis. If it's real, I have it. (laughs) And I have to fight against getting all up in sad feelings and wanting to, I think I've talked in so many previous episodes about crawling under the covers (laughs) and hiding from the world. Y'all, I'm really, I'm really stable. I promise. (laughs) Ish. Ish. But I do, I struggle so much in this season every year of and and I think you just saying that this is when I am pressure tested because I thrive and I do really really well 
during the warmer, sunnier months. And, but maybe that is me unknowingly white knuckling Mm -hmm. it. I don't know. I, I'm not even going to pretend to know, but when this season comes, literally season, the fall Mm -hmm. and winter season, when it comes, maybe that's my pressure testing and I'm failing. I'm failing every year. And I do truly in my heart of hearts, deep, deep down, I do want to live a consistent, disciplined life. I do. Or I think I do. You know? Are you willing to put in the hard work to do that? No. <laughs> well, then then you don't want to. What do you, you mean? But I do. I want to. You want to, to want I, to. Yes, I want, want to. You want to want to, I girl. want to want to. And, you know trying to bring James back into it. You know, he, he says, I mean, he, it is a practical book and he says, live a consistent life, but he makes it sound too easy. I don't think he makes it sound easy. I think he's just matter of fact with it. He, he, he kicks well, to the, me, when somebody says something on, no, no, no. matter of factly to me, it means that it should be easy. He starts out the book saying, I'm a slave to Jesus. Well, yeah, that can't, that's not easy. Nothing about he that word is off, easy. Talk about counting all joy for the trials you face. Like none of those things are easy. No. I don't think of trials and joy in the same equation. <laughs> they don't go together. The, One yes. of these things is not like the other. That's right. <laughs> so I know I think he's calling out in the beginning. Like, let me tell you right out the gate. This life isn't yours. Maybe that's And it's going to be it hard. Yeah. You're going to be faced with trials, but the reason you're going to have trials is to pressure test you and to grow you in your faith. It's not to harm you. It's not to take something away from you. It's actually to grow you. Well, that's a good point because I think a, a lot of it, maybe I view as something is being taken away. Mm-hmm. Something is being taken away from me. And... You know, you you mentioned something in the episode on uh, you giving up alcohol. You mentioned how giving it up showed you, basically showed you that you're not missing out. Do you remember saying that? Or am I actually making that up? No, I, I it, it showed me a couple of things. It showed me now being removed from it it showed me that I'm not actually missing out because I've learned how to navigate my life differently. Okay. Early on, it was, it was harder. Um, but what it really showed me is it's a snowball effect. That when I'm willing to surrender something, the next thing to surrender becomes easier. Yeah. That's really what, the, that's the bigger thing is showing me that it is, it's momentum game. That you can game. surrender. Correct. It's mm-hmm. momentum game. You start surrendering more and more and more. Well, um, I do want you to know that when you said that, because I don't think I've told you this. And so I'll tell you right now. Oh. On the on the episode. Goody. It really was inspirational. Like mm. you really were speaking to me. I think God was speaking through you to me in that moment. Like I could, I'm going to tear up just a little bit. Um, <laughs> you okay, girl? No, I guess okay. not. But it just, when you said that, I was like, okay, girl you're not actually going to miss out on anything when you surrender or you're not going to. Okay. 
Let me let me back. Let me separate something though. Yes. There's a difference between missing out and not having the craving. Those are two very different things. Oh yeah. I can't. I know that it's still going to be there. I had a an incredible event this week at a distillery. Yeah, yeah. And all the bourbony things look amazing. <laughs> did they it have was like beautiful? Did they have a halo it was around amazing. them? The bottles, the the wrappers, like everything, everything looked was amazing, so and everything yeah. in my soul wanted to go. Let me just get one of those on the rocks. Yeah, because it looked fantastic. Yeah, like that doesn't go away. I think we believe that the craving and the urge and the drawn to the thing is going to go away. It's yeah. not. Yeah, and I don't believe that. So I do, but thank you for that clarification because there might be people out there who were like, well, if I've given this thing over and I've surrendered and it's been years since I've had it, then I shouldn't have. I know that that's not the case because hello, sin. The sin nature is always there. I think what I mean is it was inspirational in that, number one, giving over of that thing does lead to more confidence in giving over Mm -hmm. the next thing, but that there will be freedom. I think that you have experienced freedom from surrender. And I, I want that so badly. Well, but, but also understand what I had to do is make a hard choice of the answer is no. It's not, I get to manage this thing. It's, I had to eliminate this thing. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the, the choice. Well, it's most complete people, surrender. Yeah. Most people aren't willing to make that. They want to feel like they want to get to a place where they can manage a sin or manage something, mm-hmm. not actually surrender and make, get it down to like, zero. Give it up. Like zero. Completely. Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's hard, mm-hmm. obviously, or else I would not have just broken down in a few tears. Y'all saw nothing. That's okay, girl. Every now and then. Mm. So the something else that James says, this is a slight pivot here. Thank you. Um, I, I appreciate the pivot. He talks practically about serving people. Mm-hmm. He talks practically about serving um, orphans and widows. Mm-hmm. The, the marginalized. Yeah. And when I went back, actually, and I, I pulled up James, and I looked, I'd written in the margin of my Bible after I underlined that. And I said, how often are we just spending time blessing the blessed? Oh. Right? And I think about that in a holiday season of all of our holiday parties, mm-hmm. all these things that we're doing at events. Yeah. You know, whether you have a bunch of people over your house and what you, and the, all the money we spend on presents, all the, how much time do we spend blessing the blessed? All of it. <laughs> Most, Most of, of it. it. Most of it. And so yeah. that was a very convicting and practical thing that happened like 10 minutes ago before we jumped into this, because I just happened to flip that up and see that in the margin of my Bible. Is, and so I do want to carry that into the season of just being aware of how often are we blessing the blessed, and are we doing that in a a quid pro quo fashion, meaning we're doing that for people that could also do the same thing for us, mm-hmm. and it becomes... Reciprocal the, the cycle we get into is, Oh, yeah. I'm going to do this thing for you and you can do this Just thing for me. me. Uh-huh. And, and so I'll feel good when I do it. Then you get to feel good when you do it. <laughs> right. And that's how we a keep ourselves graciating there. We keep ourselves trapped in that we actually do nothing. Yeah. Cycle. Yeah. yeah. One of the things he talks about, and I struggle with this a little bit, you know, he talks about not judging or criticizing others. 
And when we say others in this this context, other believers? Other believers. But he also talks about how when we see another believer, uh, I'm going to use the phrase steeped in sin, that we were supposed to bring them back. So I'm a little like... So your struggle is how do you do that without judging them? Yeah. Like, uh, what's the difference? It, well, I think there's very... I think the, the well, difference then is... help me. The difference is intent on that. Is it coming from a place of love? Versus... judgment, which judginess. is not love. Right? Love comes from a place... I mean, judgment comes from a place of pride. I'm better than... I don't, I don't have that sin problem. Mm. I can clearly see your sin problem, even though you can't see it. That comes from a place of pride. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about that before, mm-hmm. how it's so much easier for us to see of course, everyone else's sin than it is our own. Yeah. But I think before you approach those conversations, you, you better make sure you're prayed up and filled with the spirit. <laughs> well, yeah, because you could end up, we can end up doing so much more harm than good. I mean, driving, driving people away from God and because unfortunately we associate God's people with, I don't know how to say this the right way. What, who was it that said it's, it's not your Jesus that I don't believe in. You know what I'm talking about? It was Gandhi. Gandhi's quote. What is Gandhi's quote? Cause I'm, I'm like completely shredding it. Uh, it's basically, I, I, I like your Jesus. I don't like your Christians. It's, yeah. It's, I like your Christ. Um, it's not your Christ. I don't like it's your Christians. And we need to get out of our own way. I think. Well, I, I think we've said this before. It's not our job to fix people. It's our job to point people to Jesus. Yeah. I think we think we get in the fixer mentality It's my job to fix you. Okay. And so in order to fix you, you, I have to show you that you're broken. No, no, no. My job is to Which love that would you. be judging, right? Right. My job is to love you and point you to Jesus. You know, for me, I, I, <laughs> I think I almost come from a place of, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness you're broken too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's a place of not appreciation. I don't appreciate that they're broken. I don't want them to be broken. But it, I do, my initial thought is, oh, thank goodness I'm not alone. Well, but, okay, let's bring it just to our dynamic. No. Oh. Hey, oh. oh, I'm not good at, I'm definitely not good at it in our dynamic. I have a more, you're broken in this area, we need to fix you um, attitude and approach than I have, okay, how do I point you to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to point you to the solution of the problem because it seems obvious to me. Uh-huh. I'm like, if you just do this thing better or differently or stop doing this thing, oh, it's Oh, girl, if only. It's real simple. If just, only. Just, hey, just don't. Hey, you know this thing that was bad for you that you keep doing? If you don't do it anymore. It'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, because I didn't already know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so if you actually decided to stop doing this thing then you oh boy, wouldn't do we're it going anymore. back to the deciding right? so that's I, a whole uh, different episode i am clearly not great at that as a husband of let me just point you to jesus do you realize that you're saying this on the episode 
No, I understand. Like you're saying these things out loud. This is your outside voice. No, this I, isn't I your inside voice. I understand the confession that's happening okay. right now. Um, <laughs> but I don't think this is new information for you. It's not for me, but you're <laughs> saying it out loud for all of our seven listeners. Yeah, yeah. They're going to hold you. I know a couple listeners who are invested in our lives, mm. and I think they're going to call you out and hold you accountable for this. That's fine, but I'm also learning that, you know what, we're just going to figure out we're just going to pray bold prayers together. So then I'm like, okay. You and me? Yeah. Oh, we are? Yes. Lord, break her of this thing. Oh my gosh, y'all. I cannot <laughs> Lord. <with> this guy. <laughs> you are so terrible. Listen, you, okay. Okay. Noted. You, you. <laughs> Noted for those who are listening. Only the nostrils have been flared. Mm. That, you know okay. what? You know how in... In church land, we say a lot that you can't outgive God. Yeah. Maybe we need to have a battle, see who can out bold prayer the other one. That sounds like a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> and squash. I veto. Well, you were flaring your nostrils. You were like, I'm in this game. Now all of a sudden you're like, yipe. No. Hello, that's me. Okay. <laughs> Wishy washy as they come. You went confident for a second. And then... I, for a second. And then you were like, okay. hey, let's out bold each other. Okay, because I know you, and I, yeah, no, because I know you. What does that mean? You're stubborn as all get out. <laughs> and you, somehow you will manifest something into being, and like, uh-uh, no, 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 we ain't, All right. we're not going to do that. You're not going to try to reverse psychologically okay. mess right. with me Listen, here either. I thought either. we were supposed to pray bold prayers, but if you know you'd... You're out on that, then so we, can, James, we can delete that episode. <laughs> Jason Brock, you better watch yourself. I know where you live. Uh, I know where you sleep. All right, so let's bring us back to James. What was he told us? You know one thing we didn't mention? What's, he, what's one thing? He said mm-hmm. to avoid favoritism. And I think specifically based on wealth social standing and i think too often yeah. we do that well, think- in church so we have that there's a word that embodies this and it's clicks i think that and that also ties into the not being in harmony with one another because we are divided inside of the church and well, that part also, of that is that also favoritism. Was tied to his, his passage of blessing the blessed too we we Mm, okay. That's that's really where a lot of that comes out is is showing the favoritism. Yes, and so yeah, let's get showing all showing favor to the favored. Right. Let's get all of our buddies together here and have mm. a big cookout and look, we're gonna spend hundreds of dollars smoking meat and hanging out. Um, oh, but that sounds like fun. I mean, I'm just being honest. It does. It sounds like fun, but we're we're not called to fun necessarily are you sweating you okay i'm okay okay well Every, you're everything's fine your, your face doesn't seem excited about this like i think that's it's not that's, that it's not that i'm not it, i don't know what you, it is you, you're what's interesting on this episode is you seem to have a lot more tension on this episode where normally i'm having the tension but i think we're talking about like discipline and yeah. trials mm-hmm. and you're just you're, we're talking about trials you're sweating endurance Suffering, discipline, 
Yeah. And I'm like, this is, that's my type. That's my type. Yeah. Well, hello, <laughs> newsflash girl. Mm-hmm. We different. When it comes to being loving and being patient and showing kindness, that's where I'm in more my wheelhouse. What are you trying to say? <laughs> When it comes to discipline and running the race full out all the way to the finish line, a consistent lifestyle, this is where I struggle. And Mm. this is not a newsflash. You know this. So, of course, I'm going to be a little bit more anxious during this episode. But there's a difference between struggling with it and, like, being against it. Like, I'm not against loving others. I'm not against those things. You like are physically bristling at some of these topics. Because it's so hard. That's why. That's why I am. How do you physically bristle? (laughs) Your whole face is bristling. You have a bristle face. So if you're not watching this episode, apparently you need to watch so you can see my face bristle. Bristle. I have a bristle face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's hard. That's why. This is, this is all hard and because challenging you, for me you bristle at hard things that's yes. the difference i lean into and love hard things you do you bristle if something's hard you're like if nope. some, the more challenging something is the more fueled up and fired up you get yeah it it puts me on empty it puts your tank on full and you are full throttle mm-hmm. it i am pushing now i'm not just pushing the brake i'm putting the e-brake on we done. Bye. I'm actually going in reverse. I'm going the other way. And so I need to lean into that. And I think that that's, you know, I'm going to give a call to action to anybody who's like, oh my gosh, Liz, I am like you. I wish I was more like your husband. Cause I do every now and then, every now and then there are certain aspects of your personality and your just who you are that I wish I embodied more and would love to say that I am working towards doing. But I think for those out there who can identify with me, I think the, the call for us is we got to just give it to God. And I don't say that in like a churchy, Just give it over to God and pray about it and then do nothing. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that it is a spiritual battle. This, this would have to be for a whole other episode, but Mm -hmm. you and I have talked about before I, I used to, I used to disagree that it wasn't a spiritual battle, that there was something just chemically wrong with me, but (laughs) which there might be, but we have to recognize it as a spiritual battle, recognize it for what it is. And I don't ask the Lord for help like I should in this area. Well, I think it's it's two things. It's asking the Lord for help, maybe even asking the Lord to put you in difficult situations that you have to show endurance on, oh or even you intentionally putting yourself in difficult situations. Uh-huh. I mean, we're in the book of James where we're getting pragmatic here. I'm just trying to say, hey, here's some, pra- I, I could write some practical things. I know like. you could. I'm not ready for I, you yet. I could, I could, I could help. Nope. Okay. I don't, I don't want your help yet. 
I will I will let you know. <laughs> and just just like in one of the previous episodes, mm-hmm. we encouraged y'all to follow along in Jason's journey on something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Y'all can follow y'all can follow along on my journey with with this because this is you know, I, I'm just being super honest. Mm-hmm. This is where I, I struggle greatly. And I know I'm not alone, y'all. I know that there are many, 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 many people out there who have this same struggle. And instead of commiserating together, which is not healthy, we need to encourage each other and spur each other on, pray for one another, and en- encourage each other To do, I don't, it's like, I can't even you say can't even the say words. It. Like, you're going to sign up for 75 hard tomorrow, like you're in. How about January 1? <laughs> we can do that. It can be our <clears throat> If you should years. do it, you should do it tomorrow. Well, yeah, and I don't feel called to do 75 hard. <laughs> you're not going to necessarily be called. It's not a calling. You just got to put yourself in the situation to do it. I'll pray about that. Uh, boldly? Boldly? I'll, I will, too. I'll join in. I, I love you so much, y'all. I think we're gonna wrap this one up because I'm I'm starting to sweat. Trying to get off the mic fast. <laughs> I now. am trying to get off the mic. Let's fast. Get out of here. I say it every time. We are so glad you're here. This was a really hard episode for me to record, and it was my dumb dumb idea to talk about James. But there's a reason for it. I oh, know mm. there's a reason for everything. Whatever. Wow. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm real salty about it, but it's okay. The Lord and I are going to work through it. Um, so glad you're here. <laughs> if you were not following us on social media, please do that. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We are at Far More Podcast. And will somebody please send me an email and tell me you can send it anonymously from some like dummy email account. Just say, Liz, I struggle with this too. I just need a little bit of encouragement. I need to know. I just need to hear that there are other people who are like, oh my gosh, girl. Yes. Yes. I am right there with you. Far more podcast at gmail.com. We can pray for each other. We can spur each other on, you know, because we, we do, we do live in community and we need a community sometimes to just come around us and love on us and, Lovingly nudge us towards the right way that we're supposed to go. <laughs> Lovingly, Jason. That, was, that was very gentle. Yeah, keep that up. Do more of that. Yes, I like that. So until next time, let's live consistently. Awesome. We'll see you next time. See ya.